What's going on, Wolves? It's Lotus and Loba here with another episode of Conscious Conversations with Lo. And like every other episode y'all have been listening to for the past few months, I am over the moon about my next guest because they are truly incredible. And oh my, okay. I can't even tell you guys where to begin with Kiana because we literally geek out over our love for money and our love for spirituality. And the fact that I feel like she's the only other woman that I can like really dive in deep about this topic with. But before I get into all of that, let me tell you more about Kiana because she is seriously a gem. Literally in my phone at this current time and forever, it says Kiana, the glow mommy, because that is who she is. All right, let's get into it. Kiana V is a true lover of all things wellness, wealth, and securing all the bags. Not some of the bags, honey, all of the bags. She currently serves as a senior accountant in the advertising industry. And she's the host of the Money and Podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Go and subscribe. It's a podcast for those seeking a healthy relationship with money through self. Kiana is also the founder of KV Speaks, offering coaching and accounting services to service or product-based businesses that are aligned with personal finance, spirituality, holistic wellness, and the advancement of Black people, also known as Loba Land. <laughs> Welcome, Kiana. Hi. <laughs> hey, love. That was, I love the ad libs to the bio. That was so good. I'm always just kind of like, honey, all the bags. She didn't say some of the bags. She didn't say the bag. She said every single bag. Every single okay? bag. Okay. Every single every bag single secured. Bag. Uh, and this is why I freaking love you. How are you doing? Uh, so I'm smiling like cheese, and I love you so much. I Thank feel you like for all of our conversations start that way. I'm just like, I know, oh, Kiana. Every time, every time. Literally since the first day we met. But I am doing, I'm feeling really, really good. Um, Yeah, I'm just feeling really good. Oh, that's so good. Okay, speaking about the first time that we met, I love to do this part where we talk about how we first met. So (laughs) I'm always like surprised at the different ways I meet all my close girlfriends. They're so freaking random. But also, I feel like that's just like the divine alignment of it all. Absolutely. Of course, in this random situation, you would find someone that would be like a lifelong friend. That's just how it works. Absolutely. Um, We met at like Links and Lattes, right? I feel like that was the name of the event because it was just a cute name. And I was like... This is cute. Yes, it definitely was linked to lattes. It was uh, Britney's event from the Idea oh, Girl. Yes, yes. It was like a branding session. I think personal branding. Session. I, I forgot what it was. I know I went to help her volunteer. I was yes. I hit her up and I was like there as a volunteer to help her out and stuff like that. But yeah, I really you don't were, remember what it was about. <laughs> you, I'm pretty sure it was branding, and you were the um, you were signing everyone in. Yes. So when I finished catching up with Britney, I came over to check in with you. And I don't even know what exchange we had in in that moment. But next thing I knew, we were like exchanging numbers. We took a selfie together. We took a selfie because you were like, you were like, I have to take a selfie with everyone I meet so I can remember them. That's like, a really oh, okay. good tip, though. Like, I'm so happy that I started doing that because one, it's just when you look back at the picture, you're just like, oh my gosh, the first time we met. This I is know. Like, it's so special. Yes, um, it really was because you sent it to me earlier this year on like the one our year friendship anniversary. Yes, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the sad thing is that i celebrate my anniversary with my friends but like me and gary have never celebrated anniversary we just be like it is what it is bro (laughs) 
you know, I rock with you, you rock with me. I don't know. We're very, very low I love it. relationship. Like, I love it. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like, it's our first year anniversary, Kiana. <laughs> Balance. <laughs> Oh my God. But, but yeah that was that was the day and it was we just hit it off from there we talked so true quite often not daily but often and whenever we did we were just having like really deep conversations i know when we would have a conversation they would be hours long hours long yeah easily easily Even if hours we were doing long. voice note or like actually on the phone like they would be legitimate yep. hours long Yep. And like we actually didn't see each other after that until For a while. Like the summer, I think. Yeah. And that was in the beginning of the year, like maybe Jan, Feb. Oh my God. Right. And we didn't see each other till Camp Goddessy in the summer. Oh, snap. And that was 2019. Yeah. That was yes. 2019, right? Yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I yep. came to watch you do your thing, which was amazing. <laughs> thank you. I was like, thank she's you. out here killing the game. Thank you. Oh Shout out to gosh. Shante for that opportunity. Yes, that was actually one of the, probably one of the best events that I've gone to that I personally haven't curated because I have like this thing as a former event planner where I get stressed out <laughs> at events. So I tend not to go to a lot of them or I end up coming to them and like helping to run the event so that it's smooth. Especially if you're a black woman owned business, I mm-hmm. will freely give my expertise. But like, if you're not, I'm just like, why am I here? <laughs> I'm not sure what you guys want me to do um but I did pay to be here so figure it out but nonetheless <laughs> you know me and Kiana also have this understanding because we were actually this year and I think we started this pre, I want to say pre-COVID because we have to like, there's literally BC. We haven't gotten to AC yet. We haven't gotten to after COVID. I think this was actually at the top of COVID. Right April. when we did our sacred woman circle. Yes. But why April. do I feel like, did we start in April? Why yes. Why do I feel like we started earlier than that? Wow. Um, was it really You April? and I, you and I were talking about sacred women and then you were like, bet I know who could be our circle. And then oh, like yeah. two weeks later- <laughs> Yeah, you had a group chat yeah. and it was like four of us I think yes like it was us. like me you Kels Sky and then Shosho and then Shosho's schedule ended up getting um a little too complicated mm-hmm. but um we still I mean that's still the group like I still yes. love that because that was literally one thing that like held us or at least for me personally held me together I would because I had lost agree. my uncle um mm-hmm. I think the same like either the week of we started or like so maybe we were in it for two weeks and then I lost him. Yes. Um, and it was just really helpful to have, like, to be able to talk to you guys and not, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was just really helpful to it was not grounding. be alone. It was yeah. grounding. It was grounding. So moment. much was happening at the top of the year um, internally, externally. And it just, being able to come together every Sunday that's yeah. I believe yeah every Sunday morning being able to just come together and just talk about how we loved on ourselves that yeah. week and how we plan to do it going forward and what were some of the challenges that prevented that from happening or shook us like it just was a very very grounding moment and definitely a highlight for 2020 for me I agree it definitely was so good if you guys haven't read Sacred Woman by Queen of Four you should read it but also 
I and I think I spoke to you about this too that we should revamp it or <laughs> yes. add a chapter for finances because I was actually oh, really yes. surprised that they didn't have a chapter on that and I'm just like well what kind of sacred woman are we we ain't got no money <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was interesting about that too um because yes we do need that money mm-hmm. chapter ASAP um but it also helped me really understand the levels to self-care right mm-hmm. like it's very very deep very deep and like it helped me understand that I have to prioritize myself in mm-hmm. the morning. I cannot start pouring into others and or doing like mindless scrolling and things of the sort um, first so thing in the morning because it just throws me off like yes. for the day and maybe even a few days if I don't get to it. And so in the Sacred Woman journey, as you know, we, we had to like meditate and pray multiple mm-hmm. times a day. We had to drink tea. We had to do mm-hmm. smoothies and juices and eat um, live foods and like mm-hmm. so many things that we had to do throughout the course of the day just to pour into ourselves. And I'm not as strict as I was when we were going through the journey, but mm-hmm. it definitely has shifted my entire morning routine. Right. Um, and I feel like fast forward a few months when I'm thinking about career and money and things of the sorts it's in those moments the first moments of the day that I'm getting the answers to my questions Mm, wow that's really really deep and we were just talking about that before we hopped on this like I had to revamp my morning um rituals Mm -hmm. and it was the same thing I actually find myself because what I realized in doing the Sacred Woman Circle, which, by the way, Wolves, is not the topic of today's conversation. Absolutely but again, it's a, con- <laughs> it's a conscious conversation. So just be with us in this moment. Yes. Um, but what I did learn is that I had already been living by that book, my, like yes. the majority of my life and not aware of it because I had yep. su- suppressed some past trauma <laughs> of being forced to take that damn course when I was 14. <laughs> um, but what I realized is how much peace and comfort I found I think that's why I was so solid in the beginning of um COVID and like even with losing my uncle like it didn't really rock me so much because Mm -hmm. I was like I was like engulfed in like spiritual rituals and practices and prayers and like I was eating so well that I just was able to maintain a sense of like hope and optimism that I don't think I would have tapped into as frequently or as diligently as I did had I not been redoing that and it's something that I want to believe that right like every if not every season because it is a very long practice (laughs) Mm -hmm. um at least twice a year you know what I mean maybe for like a solstice or something like that maybe like a summer or winter solstice or spring or fall equinox Mm -hmm. I think it's important to revisit it because again when I read I read through the book like two years prior um just to read through it and I was like oh okay taking notes but like actually going through it again and actually having a sister circle to like tap into it does make all the difference I think it's something that you shouldn't go through alone if you can even if you just have one other Agreed. body with you it's, it's helpful because it is very confusing at the same time yes <laughs> yes I love I love that the idea of um revisiting it yeah. on the solstice because I feel like even two solid weeks is uh, good what's that like gateway zero yeah, I feel like yeah. Gateway like, Zero was like two weeks on its own. Exactly, and there's and nine like, gateways. Okay, <laughs> and I feel like even Gateway Zero alone, if you did mm-hmm. that a couple, or if I did that a couple times a year, like you said, that would really be the the revamp and the yeah. restart that is necessary. And I mean, it's not that the habits necessarily 
change. I think they, they don't get they morphed to fit your lifestyle. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, taking five baths a week is kind of. It's also know. just not sustainable to be <laughs> <laughs> Which was very hard for me because I was like, oh you my God, y'all want me to. T- over that. It was so hard. I was like, you want me to fill this bathtub up how many times a day, Queen of Fua? <laughs> no. Uh, like, oh, my guilt was just so bad about that. Like, I even know. to this day, I'll still do a bath, like, a I do baths bath a week, tier, for though. sure. Yes. Yeah, and then sometimes it's twice a week if, like, there's a full moon or a new moon happening. Mm-hmm. I always have a bath for that as well. But usually my bath is, like, on Fridays for, like, Venus Day and stuff like that. Yes. But, um... That uh, bath tip you dropped about uh, grapefruit? It's so helpful. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's so helpful. I was in that bathtub rubbing down with that grapefruit and I just felt release release yeah and I've I've definitely have been changed since yeah since then and I'm like I need to get to the market and get another grapefruit for the Girl. new year and it's like the citrus <laughs> fruit that you sleep on the most I feel like grapefruits and then maybe like limes are like the ones people sleep on the most. Because everybody loves lemon and everybody loves all types of oranges. Yes. But I'm like, grapefruit is really a powerful fruit for forgiveness. Like, it's, I did it's the not scent. know that, but that it's was so a good. beautiful bath time. Beautiful, beautiful yes. bath time. Yes. Wolves, make sure you guys check that out. It's probably on my Instagram account somewhere of me taking a bath. Because that's but... where I got it from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it's really good, you know. Grapefruit is, I forgot who taught me that, but there was like another black practitioner, and we were speaking in like DM, and I was just like, I need help with forgiveness. And I know aromatherapy is one of the fastest ways to like work on those deep rooted issues because, you know, our sense of smell is like our oldest sense, the most ancient sense that we have. So, she was like telling me like grapefruit would be really good. And I remember having a hard time finding grapefruit essential oil. And then I was just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to actually get a physical grapefruit. And like, I would do things like peel it in the bath. Like if I was taking a shower, mm-hmm. so like the, the hot water and the steam of like Ooh. the peels and stuff like that Yes, to help with like seasonal depression. That's also really eat any citrus fruit. If you peel it in a shower will make you feel better. But um, grapefruit for forgiveness is where it's at. Okay. Yes. Oh, Try that, man. y'all. Okay, let's get into the topic of money spirituality because this is literally where you're like one of the only people that I can like have a deep conversation about money and like it's not because I think I remember hitting you up and I think one of the things I said to you was like I'm so tired of these accounts that are designated for black women and black bodies about finances and like it's always called like brokegirl.com yes. or you know I'm I'm broke no longer it's just like I it was so frustrating to me because when you understand the power of language it's like you can't build a whole empire around abundance and it's called broke I'm broke.com or mm-hmm. you know like broke girl living or whatever the case it is I don't remember the title but I just remember being so aggravated by it and just being like I don't think people fully understand how energetic money is to the fact that like money is seriously just energy. Yes. It's just energy. Cause at the end of the day, the paper, the dollar bill, the hundred dollar bill, is just a piece of paper. It's yes. the energy that we infuse it with that gives it meaning and value. 
Yep. It's and not the I was paper just itself. Say, and the value we attach to it. Yes. Quite literally, too. Literally. Like, otherwise, it's that's why I think like credit and like Bitcoin and all those things, it's energy. There's nothing physically there. <laughs> <laughs> it's legitimately like energy and the understanding of that energy and that it means something. And I mean, quite literally with Bitcoin and uh, literally and credit, there's no, there's no paper to it. Nothing. You know, it's all digital. Um, but yes, I remember that conversation that we had. I think that might have been one of the first money conversations mm-hmm. we had too. And I was laughing because I always thought the same, but I'm not one to just uh <laughs> yeah, share I my am. opinion. On I was that. like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't understand. But I remember I my mom understand. my mom used to always say, like, oh, don't say you're broke or you don't got mm-hmm. it. Just say it's not in the budget yet. <laughs> like it's it's coming that That just was something simple she always would say Mm -hmm. and then on the flip side my dad he and this was before I knew anything about manifestation Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew like power of the tongue because church came but (laughs) it was I didn't understand the connection that that had with money but I remember growing up my dad genuinely was not worried about money at all I mean we could be on our last and probably often were on our last Mm. and he just maneuvered in a way that we had it all um and quite honestly that used to have me frustrated <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm like, i can clearly see that something is missing here but mm. some way somehow you still seem to be calm so okay cool and i used to save like every little dollar that i got <laughs> lunch money on it i wow. learned very early on if you take your lunch to school you can save your money and like yes. <laughs> little things like that that's where I kind of fell but then I got to college and in college I remember after the first semester my parents were like we can't afford this so either you find another school that we can afford or you have Mm. to figure this out and I chose to figure it out just off the strength that I felt like that's where I needed to be Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and by figuring it out all I mean is I got a loan to go to school right Mm. (laughs) that's that's all that was but when I tell you I only worked summer internships and was still able to I went on trips throughout college I went out throughout college like whether it was a party or out to eat or drinks because you know that's like the thing in college (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I still did a lot of things um I even lived off campus after the first year which my student loans are not going to cover my rent things of the sort Mm -hmm. but some way somehow um my parents were able to cover that like whatever they did give me and whatever I did make from the summer internship I promise it lasted tenfold throughout each year that's legitimate magic okay period and also there were some points in there that I want to highlight for the wolves one you spoke about your relationship with money as a child which I think a lot of us don't explore and it's something that we should take time out to look back into and a lot of times we'll think like oh well I don't really think I had a relationship with money as a child you did because your relationship with money was through your parents right and you and I have spoken about that too about doing like um like an episode or something like that on like money and our mothers because they go hand in hand yes um because even as you're talking I'm thinking about my own childhood and I was always provided for I never really lacked anything but I also was very mindful that I had one parent yes you know um, that was my mother and that I never wanted to ask for too much because I never wanted her to not be able to deliver something because I knew it would hurt her. Mm-hmm. Not because I, I would be upset that I didn't receive it, but because I knew that she was doing her best mm-hmm. and it was just something that she just wasn't able to afford at the time. 
So I just made do with like a lot of um with a lot of minimalistic had. stuff. Yeah, yeah, like I was never like a, an indulgent child. You know, I was just getting like maybe like one or two gifts for Christmas and things like that. And then even like, I think when I turned 10, I told my mom, like, I don't really want any more gifts. I didn't really find them valuable. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't like the fact that I would see her so stressed out around the holiday time. I just want to enjoy her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So wise beyond your years. Yeah. You know, and I think like people don't realize, like, if you look back at your childhood, you'll really see how your relationship with money was. Because one thing I remember is my mom always saying that we were poor. And me being like houseway, because okay, I'm like talk I talk about I, it. <laughs> talk I live in a house, right? I lived in a whole house yes. with my grandparents in Long Island, and then I lived with my mom on the weekends in Queens. So I had two bedrooms mm-hmm. fully stacked up. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like all the cutest clothes. Again, I was also that weird child who loved weird things. So I think it was very easy to dress me. Like going to the thrift <laughs> store was my jam. So just put that into play. But so it's been she's always her whole life. Yes, I've always been. I've always been the weird child. Like I ask anybody that has known me, they'll be like, "Nah, she was always strange." But <laughs> I do remember, like, not when she would say it, it would actually sound offensive to me. Like even just thinking about it now, like I was actually offended that mm-hmm. she would say something like that because it felt like almost like a "How dare you!" Like you yeah. have all these things and you're sitting there telling me that I, I don't, and I would oh openly gosh, say, I don't believe you. This resonates with me so much. You know? Like, this resonates like, with me so much. I too, I too lived in a house and I just assumed if I lived in a house, we was good. It is what it is. Like, we it's were a good. house. Yeah, and I had like, my family uh, for the most part lives in the same vicinity. So having access to them in their houses is like, oh, we're, we're all good. Like, mm-hmm nobody has any issues here and it wasn't until college that I I'm not college high school that I started questioning if that reality was actually true and that was because I went to a Catholic high school and I started seeing what more money looked like (laughs) and I was Mm. like oh like there's bigger houses that regular people Mm. who are not famous have okay okay cool Got it. I and agree. I'm, and I remember being super embarrassed at the thought of that. Like, my house can fit in your house. Like, that really wow. just threw me for a loop. And again, I never wanted for anything. I yeah, yeah. had everything and then some. Um, but it really was challenging my realities. And like you said, even seeing your parents, because um, I grew up with my dad, so I could see when, like, things were tight. Especially when that recession hit. Because at that time I was in Catholic mm. school and I watched how things changed. I watched it going from, like you said, like, oh, you can get three gifts to maybe we might get one. Maybe we mm-hmm. might not get anything at all. And I definitely got comfortable with not asking for anything mm-hmm. because to your point, I didn't want to see that disappointment or and or I didn't want to see continue to watch you stress over yeah. to get things and it's definitely carried over into my adult life um same I don't ask for anything I, I figure it out however I need to myself right same. but my parents my family in general they will say like, oh you know you can ask for so-and-so and da 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 and it's like yeah I'll figure it out like <laughs> right it's okay <laughs> you know? yes and you just made me realize it's literally rooted in that initial relationship with money. With money. And it really, I don't think my anxiety around money started kicking in until I was in high school. Yeah. 
And I remember like my first, I forgot my first job when I was 12. I lied about my age. I was still oh, wow. able to do that. I was working. With, <laughs> I was still um, able to do that. Yes. Because <laughs> now they like, there's too many background checks about my age. But <laughs> I remember working at like the YMCA and getting a check and all that stuff like that. And I remember my entire check going to my mom, like just giving it to her because I just felt like you keep saying that we don't have any money. So let me just give you my entire check. And it wasn't until... I was like out of high school. I was like 17 and I was teaching at um, Harlem Children's Zone. I was a teacher's aide and I was working six days a week from like 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m. Right. Because that's just the schedule they have for teachers uh, and teacher's aides uh, for the academy. And I remember my boss at the time was my ex-boyfriend's mom. So (laughs) I still got the job (laughs) off of talent, (laughs) y'all. Okay. It just happened to work out. Listen, okay, network. <laughs> network, okay, it's who you know. Um, but I remember her, we would always, my relationship with money became um, split in the identity, right? Because I had my mom saying that we were poor, right? And then again, it was very contradicting because my mom brought whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted. <laughs> my grandma. And she would buy me anything. <laughs> like, she would come home with like a new wardrobe. I'm like, sis. That was my grandma. Why- what is this? You just said that we were broke. You just said that we're poor. And you're and I would get stressed out because I'm like, maybe you don't realize that if you're spending money, then you it's have something money. that we don't have. Right? <laughs> so exactly. So I'm dealing with my mom, like she's a book lover, so she's buying books and then she's like a Barnes and Noble member. And I'm just like, sis, how are you members of all these different things? <laughs> and we are broke. And then I see like my ex-boyfriends, his family, they were traveling all the time. So like they fed my travel bug that I had since I was a kid and we would go different places and that's where their money would go to. And they still live really well. These are a well-off black family out here, designed it up. I remember one time I got real smart with my ex-boyfriend and I was like, um, if you don't like how I dress, cause again, strange girl, right? Like I would wear like Nirvana t-shirt before it was cool. And if you like how I dress, then you can buy me a new wardrobe or be quiet because that's how I dress, right? I'm thinking, I'm like, hot shit, like, you're not going to tell me what to do. This man literally went out and brought an entire new wardrobe. (laughs) It was just kind of (laughs) like, you were saying. And I'm just like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So I also learned the power of asking for what you desire. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In that moment. But it also just taught me, like, he was into saving and things like that. And I just was like really surprised in a different black experience because my mom wasn't a saver. So I didn't really learn that from her. But my anxiety started to peak as I started to work and receive more money. I was making like Mm -hmm. almost a thousand dollars at like 17, like a week because I was teaching for so much. But all of my money was going to my mom. It was to the point where my boss had to come and ask me like, why, why is it that you never have money? Like, I know how much you work. <laughs> and, like, you never have money. Like, you're stressed out to go and eat food, like, to go and get lunch. And I know you make more than enough to have a budget for lunch. And I'm just like, oh, well, I have to help my mom out, this, this, and this. And when she broke down the logistics of, like, the fact that it's a single-parent home, but I also work for myself, so I'm taking care of majority of my needs – as like a singular person and yeah. that like the amount of money my mom was making as a social worker like when she broke everything down I was like oh my god we we do have enough money it's just being spent yeah um, irrationally heavy on the allocation yes you know so I'm just like oh okay then I had to kind of like pull back and tell my mom no which was very difficult with the Leo mother of saying <laughs> no 
like, no, you can't have my entire check. And I think she had gotten used to it because it was helping to pay bills. But I was like, no, you have to figure that out because you have more than enough to figure out how to pay these things. Yeah. And I can pay for the things that I use. So, but my anxiety really peaked in the end of, well, probably early college because I only stayed in college for two years, y'all. I was over it. <laughs> but I remember freaking out about never having money. And it was to the point where I had a panic attack buying some Chuck Taylors, some Ooh, Converse's. Mm. Mind you, $40 sneakers. Mm. $40, right? When I say I had a full-on panic attack, it was to the point where my friend at the time and my boyfriend at the time, they were like, having, they, he had to sit me down. Like, what's going on? I was like, pan- like sweating, panicking. Like, oh my God, if I spend this $40, then I'm, lo- I'm, I'm out of $40. He was like, you literally are student government president, so you get a stipend every month, <laughs> right, of over $500. You also work three part-time positions that are all the... Okay, side story. Doing the able- most. <laughs> doing the most. <laughs> Young Lotus was out here doing too much, number one. But I was also smart about doing too much. So the three separate jobs I had, I was a mentor for the... Um, the Black Excellence Club. So I was like mentoring another like young up and coming like freshman or whatever the case is. And then I also was a liaison between my teaching job, which I still had with HCZ. And I was able to do a second job under the same title with my college and be a liaison between college students who used to go to the school I was teaching at. So I was making like three checks off of the exact same position. <laughs> okay, we love a finesse queen. We love a finesse. Okay. But... um. So again, when you think about it at that age, I was still pulling in about like three to $4,000 a month. And I swore to God, I had absolutely no money, like absolutely no money. And And I was like 20. The beauty beauty of like what you're, what you're saying and what I shared, well, I'm a two, two things come to my mind. Right. And I'm gonna come back to that shopping point in a second. Yes. Cause shopping is trauma sometimes. Okay. Talk about it. Um, but (laughs) It's interesting how until our reality changes, the relationship with money cannot be challenged. Mm, okay. We both said like we noticed some things and we kind of just worked with it, but yeah. it wasn't until we were exposed to a different way of living or someone challenging why we were living the way we were that mm. we began to see like, okay, maybe... I have a little bit of anxiety around money and maybe my yes. my hoarding uh <laughs> my hoarding right. style of saving is it's not, not actually healthy. It's not actually healthy. My hoarding style of um spending, my excessive style of spending, excuse me, mm-hmm. is not actually helping my situation either. And it like I said heavy on the allocation, right? Yes. Like I'm not saying everybody has more than enough. But what I am saying is that it's important that we review how we're using what we have 100%. because that changes the conversation, tr- like drastically changes the it conversation. It does. It also changes the energy of the conversation because yes. at the same time, you can either be an excessive spender. Like I, I wasn't an excessive, like it was hard for me to buy things that I, like, I would wear sneakers until they were like holes same. in them. Like that's still unhealthy, right? Because yes. I was still holding on to money almost to a sense where I was suffocating it and had I had that awareness that money is energy and that like you have to give in order to receive right and the more you give out you receive tenfold Mm -hmm. like just those money mindset shifts had I had them when I was younger I would have experienced way less anxiety number one but I would have also been able to plant money 
in a way that would have allowed me to flourish absolutely. now in my 30s. Absolutely. And in a way that would have allowed, I know from, I agree with what you said 100%, I'll add a way that would have would have allowed me to step into myself a lot quicker and right. fully because this shopping thing, wow. I actually just spoke about this on uh, Money In. Um, I don't like to spend a large amount of money at one time. Right. Um, regardless if I have it or not, that that doesn't correlate <laughs> to, what, yeah. to how I feel right. about spending the large amount of money. And right. I've been working for the past like two or three years specifically on how I feel around shopping. Now going back to the childhood, growing up, we were, I went shopping, let's see, when we got a little tax refund, mm-hmm. <laughs> back to school, yeah, that was around Easter time too. Okay, back to school. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if I outgrew my summer clothes, we got them. If I outgrew my winter clothes, we got them. Um, but it was really like if you're if my stuff was good, then there's no need to replace it. And if I just want something just to have it, um, maybe when I was younger that was a thing, but definitely not from like middle school, high school. That was definitely not a thing. It was more so like we're going to replace this when it's an absolute need. So mm. for me, and then on top of being tall and chunky, <laughs> shopping just was never a fun experience ever, 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 ever. Mm. Um, so you combine the two. And as an adult, I found myself literally waiting until the last minute to get something um, like, oh, I want a new pair of boots. I see these boots that I like, but my boots at home are good. And I'm not talking about right. having like, you know, three, four boots already, you don't need boots. I'm talking about legit, I have boots at home that are just wearable and I'm not going yep. to add to that because I have something already. Like literally yep. not creating space. Like you said, suffocating my own life and situation and just being yep. a quarter of what I already have that I'm not even giving room for God to flex, as I like to say, yes. and to do more in my life. And shopping is the example, but I have noticed where this applies in like friendships. Mm-hmm. I'd be very choosy and selective um, mm-hmm. relationships, career, uh, even just a business endeavor, money, mm-hmm. like just holding on so tight and money as in like bringing in more money, but just holding yep. on so tight that I'm not allowing the abundance that is really my birthright to play out in my life. And oh my God, so everything you're saying, I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. This episode is going to be so good. And we're probably going to do like a part two and three mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> um, because literally everything you're saying is just on point and it speaks to money mindset. Um, and hopefully by the time this comes out, because this is set to come out in March for Women's History Month, I will have like my money mindset masterclass up and available, which obviously I need you to be a guest Absolutely. teacher at. We'll talk about that later. That's not the point. <laughs> Because I've been telling you that for like years. Yes. So. And we're going to get that um, money and mama's popping for yes, Mother's Day next yes, year. Yes, for Mother's Day for sure. Because I think that that's a really good conversation for us to have. Yes. And mamas um, can be substituted with grandma, daddy, with auntie, mm-hmm. uncle, whoever raised Whoever you. was out there <laughs> holds it onto the coins in your youth. Okay. okay? Period. <laughs> that's really it. But like money mindset is something that I feel like especially for the demographic that I'm serving with the podcast, a lot of the wolves are creative wolves or they are business owners. And I feel like if you don't have money mindset, it's very hard for you to own a business. Yes. Right. I think it's very hard for you to 
even accept money or know how to properly price yourself yes. if you cannot understand the basics of money mindset. So I would like to like maybe pick out two or three things that we consider to be like the basics. I know that there's more, okay, <laughs> but maybe like our two or three foundational ones. I definitely think awareness is number one because you spoke about it very often just in like you reflecting on your past and that brought you awareness of like, oh, wait a minute. This doesn't actually make sense and this doesn't actually align with my divine truth. Yep. So I feel like that's definitely another one. But like what other one could you think of like off the riff? Um, definitely awareness. Action comes up next. Mm. Um, action in the sense of like you, you have to have goals. You have to have a plan. You have to have some sort of strategy to get you from point A to point B, regardless of what that is related to. But if we're talking specifically about money, no amount of um, awareness is going to bring in more money for you. Mm. It's only just going to make you aware of what your current situation is, make you knowledgeable of what your current situation wow. is. Wow, that's deep. Right? And the action, this is... I only know this because this is where I'm currently at. I've spent so much time on assessing and analyzing who I am, what my story is, what my journey has been. And I know exactly where I'm trying to go, but that in between it's unclear. And although that's, Mm -hmm. that's for, for God to kind of guide me, not kind of, but to guide me in that he can only guide me if I am taking steps towards it Mm. right I have to Mm. if my goal is to increase my emergency fund let's say then how am I going to do that I'm going do you work from like the end in mind when you do that when you take your action steps like do you look at the end goal and work backwards yes okay Okay. yes unless right unless it's just something as simple as I know that I want to hear my voice more clearly so I'm going to meditate every day and see what comes up mm, right I love that's that. from the beginning I don't know where I'm trying to go with that but I know that I just want to hear my voice clearly see what she has to say and meditating yes. is a way for me to do that so and that's why I think awareness and actions go hand in hand I agree because they're it's like a both and cause and effect yeah. no matter which yeah. way you put it but I think mm. um, action would be the the next one and overall, the these money mindset, that really comes down to, like I say, a healthy relationship with money is a healthy relationship with self. Facts. You're not like, going... Point blank period. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to call it or tap into my abundance with blocks. Mm. The shopping mm. trauma that we just talked about, that's a block. Yep. That's a block. That has to be addressed. And for me... If we go back to awareness and um, action, my friend challenged me on what my issues were with shopping and then just mm. was like, hey, how about you try doing this? If you feel like you want to get a new, it was a leather jacket. I'll never forget. Just like, you oh want to get a leather jacket? the same issue with the leather jacket? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she was like, you want a new leather jacket? So just browse for one. And if you see one that you like, how about you just try buying it? Don't think about it. Just, I like it. I per- I bought it. And I was like, whew. Okay. <laughs> I'll try. Oh, my God. And I did it. 
And it gave me a little pause. I'm not even going for it. I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh. But I did it. I bought it. I love my leather jacket. It's fire. <laughs> First off, right? Because then fire. you end up realizing that these things are investments, but that's like another topic. Yes. But like, <laughs> one thing that I will say is listening to what you're saying, it reminds me of. I don't know if I ever speak about this girl enough because, again, we're not friends anymore, so I probably don't bring her up as often as I should. That's real. But um, she actually helped me. She was very pivot, pivotal in my understanding of my language in my money mindset, and I feel mm. like that's also super foundational. Yes. So she was someone Ooh, yes. that... Awareness, actions, and language. I'm with that. In language. I'm like with that. Language. She was someone who was a black girl just like me, but she was she came from wealth. She was a very wealthy, wealthy black woman. And we had met through modeling. And I was just really amazed at the life that she was living. Cause she was like, and I'm not a designer girl, but she was like always decked out in like designer brands. You know, she was taking Ubers left and right. If you guys don't know, Ubers are pricey. I don't care what no one says. <laughs> okay. It's it's a true like it's an investment. Okay. Yeah. Um especially in the city. In the Girl, even in Philadelphia, I'm just like, if y'all don't stop <laughs> taking my money. But um, one thing that I really enjoyed about her was the fact that she didn't care if she sounded delusional. So she would do things like she named her apartment like the penthouse, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, honey, I'll, uh, meet me at the penthouse. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, like, what is this girl talking about? And she was talking about like her, her apartment or she'll be like, I'll be like, oh, I'm catching the bus to you. She's like, oh, you mean the splinter? I'll see you in a few, darling. And I'm just like, and the Splinter is like a Mercedes Benz truck almost. Yes. Like a band yes. that all the celebrities have. She was very intentional about her language, even on the basic of things. And she didn't care if other people thought she was quote unquote crazy or delusional. Cause her whole thing was like, but I have money at my disposal. Even Great. things that like seeing like pennies on the floor, she'll always pick it up and be like, oh, look at that money at my feet. <laughs> but of course it is. And she'll keep walking. I'm just like, for someone else, they could see it as like a penny, that's amazing. right? And that's all that it is. But I was like really engulfed by her her ability to allow her language to kind of propel her forward to the life that she wanted to live. Even if she didn't have it physically yet, she was still saying, I'm going to, I'm going to cultivate the physical emotions. Yes. Because, right. Because she so was that I, letting, she was acting as if, yes, she was letting God, the universe most high, however you yes. identify. Yeah. She was letting them know that she's ready. Yeah. She's ready. She's open. She's allowing, and she's willing to receive all that is hers. Yeah. And is she hers. is one of the most profound friendships that I did have because she challenged me all the time and she never did it like deliberately like no lotus what did i just say she was never like that it was more like she was just doing oh her thing. you mean this and i'm just like what that's like so... the, i said the train she's like oh no you mean your your car service is coming to get you okay girl i'll see you then i'm just like what no not a car service <laughs> no i'm taking the seven train she's like oh okay i love that type of car service that's a very cute name <laughs> it's like she just would not allow me to break her delusion and i actually really had a lot of respect for her because I saw that it was getting her the results that she wanted. Any of the gigs that she wanted to get in modeling, she could just be like, oh, I want that. And because she was so aligned with her language and her mindset, like that awareness of what she wanted and the action for her was like just having the language yeah. and having the emotions match the language. Yep. You know what I mean? She was able to like literally have whatever she desired and it was very easeful for her. Uh, ooh, like, you know that I love that word. Very, e- you know, yes. Yeah. Shout out Sky. <laughs> breathe easy, breathe easy. Love but, that But um, 
I always enjoy the language part of it. And I feel like we don't highlight how important language is, especially when, when I, I hopefully I can maintain myself from having a little mini Kanye West rant about (laughs) affirmations because they make me so angry because people use them the wrong way. And I get very irritated by it. And I'm just like, that is not an affirmation. Um, I always so like, hear you in my voice when I'm making my affirmations too. I get like, so do not out. tell the universe what you don't want. I'm it like, okay, make okay, let me rewrite it. Let me rewrite it. <laughs> Literally, it's one of my pet peeves, especially because you'll see like these companies dedicated to affirmation and like their main affirmations like, um, I won't be sick any longer. It's like, what? Or it's like, oh, I'll never be broke again. Like, there's two negatives in that one affirmation. Mm-hmm. All you're affirming is the negatives. So I say all that to say, like, it's very important that if you are going to start using money mantras or using money affirmations, um, one, check out the ones that Kiana has on her podcast, because I definitely know she she kind of says them randomly. And I don't think you realize that you're all, almost always speaking in affirmation, <laughs> but she does. So definitely grab some of those. Thank you. Um, and I think I have like a, a post on money affirmation somewhere in my timeline. So scroll, like, save, all that good it's stuff. It's so funny that you said that because one of my friends hit me up recently. They were listening to the podcast and they were like, you need a money manifestation journal because you're asking mm-hmm. all kind of questions and saying all kind of affirmations every episode and I need it in one place. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. You can literally do that per season, too, if you wanted to. Just review your season and just write everything out. Okay, low. That'll be really good. Okay, low with the products. (laughs) Yes, that actually be... We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that (laughs) because now that you said it again, I'm like, wait, that might be... Okay, we'll see what's available for you guys when you hear this in March. Because that might might (laughs) be really dope. That might be really dope. But I do think that's really important. And your friend, your story about your friend reminded me, my first car was a Nissan Altima and I used to call mm. it um the Maserati and that's yes. how everyone referred to it and I didn't yes. I just was like nah that's what it is like you know like your friend mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was setting myself up to for the next level because my next yep. car I purchased myself and paid it off in like four years instead wow. of the six seven years and I just was really committed to that and so now I'm really excited because I you know, when it's time for me to get my Audi A5, okay, navy yeah. blue <laughs> with the burgundy interior, all blacked out, double sunroof. Um, yes, I'm gonna be detail. Okay, I'm gonna be able to grab that as well. And I'm, I was even thinking about my home as I'm sitting next to my plants right now. I remember when I first moved here, I was just like, I. It was not in my plan to move into an apartment. I was mm. my five year plan was heavily focused on getting into real estate and my me moving out of my house would be into my first um, investment property. Renting mm. was just not in the plans at all, but it's what needed to happen. So when I got here, I was so reluctant to be here that I was like, this is a workshop. Like mm. I'm just going, it's just going to get me from point A to point B. It's just a stopping point. Da, da, da. And I remember you did an energy reading for me at the end of 2019 and you said um, that I have to make my spiritual house as beautiful. I have to make my physical house as beautiful as my spiritual home. Mm-hmm. And so since then, I've literally been focused on making this a home. And now it feels that way. 
I don't feel like I'm, you know, like I don't feel like I resent the space that I'm in or that I had to make this choice. I'm very much at peace with choosing to be here. Um, Mm -hmm. And so much healing has occurred from me just leaning into it and embracing it. Um, But moving past the language and the acceptance and the awareness, now I actually feel ready to get back to working on my real estate dreams. And yes. it's like that shift that needed to occur, even with my home. And that's why I always say, like, that's why the podcast is called Money And, because mm-hmm. money is literally connected to every single Everything. thing. Like, this is yes. my my place of living. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, it's my home. Who would have ever thought that my relationship with my home, the language that I use around my home would have played such a large part into how my money was flowing in and out for me like that's deep (laughs) that's deep but that's what I'm realizing and it's it's just important so I love those basics of yes awareness action language language. just to start you off until I mean again probably by the time this episode comes out the show notes will have a link to either this master class or her money manifestation both of them both of them um but either way okay like literally this conversation was so juicy and i want to continue it but i also be mindful of the time for my my listeners i don't want them to feel too overwhelmed by all the magic occurring (laughs) i'll be back Uh, right yes obviously kiana's gonna be coming back for more episodes because these are such great um conversations and i feel like the most i think the thing that is most empowering about conversations like this is that they are from two black women yes, and our experience with money and the fact that we've actually been able to restructure our money mindset so that we can start to usher in new experiences with our money. And that really does come down to money and spirituality. They literally do go hand in hand. You really, if you want to thrive in life, I will say, because I think you can get by with them being separate. I really yes. do. I've you seen can. it happen plenty of times. There's do. a lot of corrupt people with a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> but I think if you want to have that that full experience of life, one that will um, encourage and empower future generations and also heal generational and ancestral trauma, you need to have money and spirituality coexist together in yes. harmony so that you can do that, right? Because it's not just what you have right now in the present moment, though you should appreciate that and have deep gratitude for it. It's also what you do today affects not only your tomorrow, but your children's tomorrow and your friends tomorrow and your communities tomorrow. And it also heals the past that you've experienced, that your family has experienced, that your ancestors have experienced, yes. right? We are that conjunction. We are at that, that crossroads. We um, are ancestors in training. Hello, ancestors Hello. in training, and two. I'm things. always like, am I going to be a good elder if oh, I do this? Talk about <laughs> elders in training, ancestors in training, and two things that that reminds me of, and we'll just wrap up with that mm-hmm. is one: open your mind up to the way that abundance can show up in your life, mm. because sometimes, you know, when you're supposed to go out with your friend and then they end up paying for the the outing. Yeah that's abundance it's abundance that's abundance you know money comes to us in so many different ways richness luxuriousness luxury excuse me comes to us Mm -hmm. in so many different ways freedom comes to us in so many different ways and to me those are all examples of abundance and I think it's important to open our minds and expand 
at the different ways that that can occur in our lives. And then what I am most recently being reminded of, um, like I said, I grew up as a church kid, so tithing mm-hmm. is no foreign concept to me. Same. Ooh, I'm um, a little bit tired. I got to get back on that. Right. It's I, no I fall off like for two weeks. Exactly. But yeah. But I've come to learn that um, in general, tithing is the commitment to give back mm-hmm. to the most high. And I'm a strong believer that God speaks to us in any which way that we will understand. So for some people, it's their yoga practice. For some mm-hmm. people, it's being in a physical house of the Lord, church, for some, or mm-hmm. synagogue or mosque. Or mosque. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it is tarot readings, uh, full moon readings like Lotus mm-hmm. does. It's their beauty practice. Like there's so many different ways. And I think that um, I'm at a place now where I'm like, I have to get back to tithing and tithing no longer looks like just giving 10% to the church of every earnings I make, but Mm -hmm. making sure that I'm consistently giving a set amount a month on a monthly basis to those who I feel are doing God's work. Yep. Same. That is how I tithe. If you gave me spiritual enrichment that week, you'll probably get a random cash app from me. Yes. Yes. Period. And that's what I plan. I made a budget line for it. I'm (laughs) I'm somewhere in between like pro budget and anti budget, but I do, mm-hmm. I am pro having a financial plan. And therefore, mm-hmm. I have been working on mine for 2021. And it is the line item, it is the first line item for me to designate um, X amount of money for the month that I will be, like I said, whether it's another practitioner or Mm -hmm. the church that I attend services to on Sunday or just buying someone lunch who I feel needs to or someone who has a cause that um, I support. Like I'm going to make sure that I'm giving because I, that is another way that we express our gratitude and also let the most high know that we are grateful and welcome to receiving more because Uh, we're taking care yep we're taking care of ourselves and our community as asked so all right y'all y'all are welcome (laughs) (laughs) um seriously this has been such a good episode i mean obviously i knew it would be uh, Kiana, what do you have coming up? Obviously, besides the things we just kind of put out there for future us to be like, damn. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to literally get off of this call with you and go right in my journal that I yes. told the people on Lotus <laughs> podcast that I'm going to have a money manifestation journal in March. So that needs to get yes. done for top of Q1. Um, I definitely, the financial wellness coaching services are up where those sessions are pretty much this conversation that we had on this episode, um, going through our money mindsets and really just addressing our relationships with money by taking an introspective look at our relationships with ourself. Um, this is not substitute therapy, mm-hmm. but it can be in conjunction with any yes. other meditative practices that you're currently um, undergoing and healing practices as well. I love that. And in addition, I host the podcast called Money In. Definitely Y'all check that know. out on all mm-hmm. your major platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everything in between. I will be, by the time this airs, I'll definitely be offering accounting services. Um, so your financial statements, any consultations you need, cost analysis, price analysis, you know, all the techie things for your businesses. Yes. Let me know, let me know. And um, I can be reached at underscore Kiana V on Instagram mm-hmm. or Twitter at underscore money and on Instagram or by email 
at moneytalks at kbspeaks.com. Yes. And all of that again, Wolves, as always, will be in the show notes. So make sure you go and check that out. And of course, before I get into the end part, I just want to say thank you so much, Kiana, for hopping on here with me because you're the most qualified person to have this conversation with. And I feel like people can listen to this podcast episode a few times and just get so many gems from it at different points in their lives. This is a podcast episode that you can come back to. I think all the conscious conversations are episodes to come back to and reflect on at different stages in your life. Um, And especially this one around money, because I know that that is something that we are all working together as a collective to um, rise up in, you know, in our abundance. Yes. Sure. Yes. So thank you for being a leader in that space thank you. and for holding space with me for this conversation. Yes. Thank you for having me, Lo. Thank you for always seeing me in our very short, but so fulfilling friendship and sisterhood right. over the past two years. I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful to be seen by you and to be held to my highest by you. I appreciate you. cannot take it. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, before we hop off, you guys know what to do. Go in the show notes, follow everything that she is doing. Like literally we do all the things that <laughs> is in the show notes. Obviously make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast and you subscribe to money and podcast and rate this podcast, this episode, you know, we want to be the number one wellness podcast for black bodies out here. We are well on our way. Continue to share these episodes with your loved ones. We want to bring all our lost wolves back home to Lobeland so they can run free and express their purpose and passion with ease and efficiency as we all deserve. And uh, a little quick call to action. I want you to let us know which one of the three foundations that we gave you for shifting your money mindset are you going to practice and tag us in it on Instagram. So it can be uh, maybe you're going to have more awareness around your money and reflect back on your childhood. Um, You're going to start taking actionable steps to move forward or you're going to start shifting your language. Whichever one really resonated with you most Tell us on Instagram, either tag us in a post or tag us on your story so we can repost and also be there for you as you're starting this journey or as you're diving in deeper to your money journey. We want to be there to help you in that way. And that's it. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Besos, love you to the moon and back. And check out the next episode coming up probably now.